0: Nine. This will be Thanksgiving day. We're recording the day before Thanksgiving, but this is the Colton and Josh episode. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. We're getting festive. We're both eating. Well, he's eating. I'm drinking some cran like juice stuff that's like supposed to be like cranberry juice, but I'm just yeah. We're, we're festive. Bar. He's eating ice cream bar, but it's still festive. This um, is Thanksgiving
1: ice cream. Trust me, stuffing and gravy flavored.
0: Oh yes, certainly. Um, today's Topic is going to be our Pro Bowl votes, and um, I took more time than I thought to go through and pick 120 guys. I had no idea oh, it was 120. Boy, yeah. But yeah, it took a long time. A lot of thoughts, especially as far as wide receivers go. We both left off some studs um, there at wide receiver, but if, when it came down to it, I yeah. thought really hard and long on reasonings why I can put either Judas Macushi or Deontay Johnson at. One of my Pro Bowl mm-hmm. votes, but I cannot find it, any reasonings over guys like Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, so on and so yeah, forth. I have
1: um my I left off like studs. Yeah, so I left off. <laughs> well, a I don't know guys how exactly and... for it. For me, this is who has the, who's having like the best seat, which is what how I interpret Pro Bowl, not like who's necessarily the best. Yeah, that's fair. I, I got, I got the one mix. guy particularly that I left off, that we can all acknowledge is one of the best. But
0: I think. I think it's. it's just, if I take a wild guess, I'd say it's Julio Jones. But
1: the season may be just a small bit, not as some of the others. Well, you'll find out in a little bit. I won't yeah. say it. You'll find out.
0: I know. I left off someone who's having a really good season, but like I don't think they're as good as some. This one person. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get some hate over the one pick over the other person, but we we don't want to get into it too much. Before though, before then, we need to talk about the news and the big news about how the Ravens. Yes. COVID situation is causing what would have been an awesome Thursday, Thanksgiving game versus the Steelers and Ravens to be moved to Sunday at 1 yes. o'clock. Yes, uh, yes.
1: yes. Which it has moved to 1.15 on Sunday for some reason. 1.15 is the time. Don't understand why. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that either. But 15 <clears> minutes <throat> after the other games for some reason is what's going to make it work. But, yeah, Ravens have some positive COVID tests, including – Mark and J.K. Dobbins. So, you know, stuff going on in the facility. Luckily, it only got moved back to, so the game should, should at least happen. You're still probably not going to see Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins out there, but um, I guess it gives them some time to get more practice under their belts. But I don't like, what I don't get is, I understand, for one, that we're in a coach Stuff like that's going to happen this year, right? Like, we're in, you know, we know coming in, games would get suspended, games would get postponed. But what I don't like is that necessarily consistent. Like, the Ravens are having these positive tests, and you have to cancel it, and the, the 49ers are having these positive tests, and you have to cancel it. But then earlier in the season, when the 49ers had a bunch of positive tests, like, just a couple weeks ago, when their entire wide receiving core <laughs> was out with COVID, and didn't postpone that game. So, what, like, literally, Debo Samuel, Brandon IU Kendrick Bourne were all out with <laughs> and it's, like, also, one of their uh, running backs up was out with COVID, and they had a couple defensive pieces, like... Why can't that be consistent? Get that game postponed, I don't understand why necessarily it's not as consistent, but I'm not going to... You know, I think it's kind of... It sucks if you get cheated out of two games already, um, but
0: there's, yeah. always,
1: I'm not going to complain about it from a league standpoint, but I will complain. There needs to be some sort of consistency with it. Like, I don't...
0: Yeah. Well, what, what I'm thinking is maybe it comes down to some sort of um, coach decision or something, but yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I have no clue.
1: Well, my thought is if it comes under a coach's decision, no coach is going to want to play with with all of your guys on the COVID reserve <laughs> list. Like I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would have gladly game postponed so he could get his wide receivers back before having to face whatever team he had to face. I don't remember, but
0: yeah, uh, it's weird. I don't know. It maybe it's
1: it's just an inconsistency. Everybody's been that's been one of the talks of the town in recent weeks is that sort of inconsistency that we've seen there, but. Whatever. Yeah. So there's not a lot of news the past couple of days. Obviously, we were, but we were here on Monday. Not a lot has happened. So, um, Monday, it is currently Wednesday for us. Um, but the next three things are all um, news that we have on quarterbacks that are going to be starting now, right? So the first one is one that was expected. Um, for the Chicago Bears, all signs are to Mitch Trubisky being the starting quarterback versus the Green Bay Packers. We saw Nick Foles go down um, on Monday Night Football versus the Vikings last week. They had a bye week this week. And then um, he's still not ready to go. They said they're probably not going to be having to place Foles on the injury reserve list, but at least for this week, um, Matt Nagy hasn't officially officially said anything. But according to Chicago Bears beat writers and you know Chicago and the media, all signs are pointing towards Mr. Biscay being the starter there. So that, that that we expected. That's easy enough. The next two are interesting. We'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw sadly, sadly Joe Burrow good injury last week. Um, And Ryan Finley came in, who was obviously a second-year pro, their backup this whole season. The Bengals have activated quarterback Brandon Allen off of practice squad, and he will be the starting quarterback versus the New York Giants. This- I don't really under- I don't really know why, but you know, your guess is as good as mine. It's not <laughs> like Ryan Finley has real capabilities of being that good, nor do I think Brandon Allen does. But it's just your poison if you're the Bengals. But I, I don't understand why you elevate someone to practice squad when I don't really think he has capabilities of much better than Ryan Finley. But
0: I don't yeah, know. I mean. <laughs> it, it's weird, and I think when it comes down to that, it's like Brian Finley is your backup, and you're going to keep him in that role, and you'll get someone else, like, like Ben Nucci was the backup, and they ended up bringing up other guys and signing other guys to to bring competition into it to an extent if, you know, if, if Brandon and Allen or whatever, uh, is that, I think that's who you said it was, you know, he's in there playing and he makes a bad throw, and he looks over and there's Ryan Finley, you know, who's just as good as he is, but I didn't <laughs> you make know, a bad that, throw it? Make it. Yeah, no. I don't know. And it's not like you, both of those guys think. But like, yeah. if I'm if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get Duck Hodges off to see the Steelers practice Whoa. squad. He makes some nice plays. I would be. I would pay my heart more than life itself to see Duck Hodges playing yeah. Bengals. I maybe mean, I would wonder if he'd even sign. I wonder if he'd even sign with another team. But
1: I'm sure I, if a team hit up and say, "Hey, you can be our starting quarterback," you let me add it. But yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> wait, 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 the last quarterback start thing: um, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be benching quarterback Jake Luton in favor of veteran quarterback Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. <laughs> Mike Glennon. This one at least makes some semblance of sense because, Glennon is an established veteran, you know Luton's just a kind of nobody, undrafted player, right? And it's not like. Yeah, Lean played because he had some potential, well, he probably knew he was probably a better quarterback. Not like either of them are like not like any of good quarterbacks <laughs> or anything, but like, you know. at the least. You, you get where I'm going. you're you get where I'm going. He's a veteran quarterback, he's less mistake prone. And when your quarterback comes off of a week where he throws four interceptions, um, yeah, you might want somebody a little bit less mistake prone. So I uh,
0: at yeah, the very like, least Mike Lennon has seen more <laughs>
1: Yes, he he knows yes. He's, he's been around. He's been around the block, a mistake. He has yeah. his fair share of of NFL starts at least. Well, and Mike Jay Glennon's a know. meme like, on
0: social media.
1: Yeah, he is. He is. It's every like, he, it's like every new young quarterback. They can at some point. And yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was Trace McSorley. Ben DiNucci blew up. You saw um, young Tyler, Bray. Yeah. Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray. Oh of yeah, blew up a little bit in like the three snaps he played. Young Lake, yeah. the man, the middle legend. Yeah, and like, main man.
0: Yeah, and then there's the there's a then there's the um Mike Lennon one. He's not exactly young, but yeah, it's like it's just, it just plays the song. Kind of it's thing. like Mike Lennon. <laughs> yeah,
1: there was the guy, you know, Troisman, and you got the Pantanucci one where they would play the music. Benvenuti.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that,
1: Mike Lennon, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah. They they're all over it, TikTok.
0: The, the memers are um.
1: Stepping it up with some of these songs. They are. Bad. Nothing beats the Trace McSorley song, though.
0: Yeah, that one's definitely the best. None of them were really... Like I,
1: love, I, mean, I really did I like, did like the new one, because it was like, Ben DiNucci, and then it play Italian music, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I, I <laughs> like that one. But Trace McSorley is like, kind of, yeah, you know, that, that wasn't supposed to be like a. That was like an actual fan song these days at Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely
0: got worse as time went on, and like now they're just kind of like i like you chuckle a little bit, like the Roger, yeah. Rodrigo Blankenship one. I was like, "Yeah, that's Rodrigo funny." God like, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the man is a living legend with the Rex backs. You gotta respect them. I him. do respect. I respect. Him. But now the last we have after all those starts, Denzel Ward, corner for the Cleveland Browns, has a calf calf strain that he has suffered and is expected to miss a few weeks. Um, <clears throat> we don't necessarily know what a few weeks is. But Denzel Ward has undoubtedly been one of the best corner in the league this season, leading the league um, passes defended, and been an absolute stud there for the Cleveland Browns. And really the only thing, their secondary afloat with all the injuries, as they have what I built to personally be the worst starting player in NFL right now, Andrew Sandejo at, uh, at yeah. safety. The man is just walking garbage can on the field. but Yeah. Um, I, that's just one man's opinion. That guy's um, not good. <laughs> you know, a lot of teams will be like, yeah. We've got the worst player in the league. Like they, all, the, all the Browns fans say Andrew is the worst. But then if you go to Philly, they like to say their guy Nathan Gary is the worst player in the league. Like, a lot of teams that suck, like, he's the worst. Player. I truly believe in NFL is Andrew Sandejo's safety for the Browns. And, um, yeah, they're not that whole team. You know, Ronnie Harrison, I'm kind of, you know, I'm high on the potential of Ronnie Harrison. I'm not high on performance, um, but... Do with that as you will. They're not, <laughs> those Browns are, don't have a good secondary apart from apart from Denzel Ward. So this could be a big blow for Cleveland. I don't exactly know what their schedule's like. I know they face Jacksonville League, so it's, you know, they, they should still be able to be Jacksonville <laughs> regardless. But, you know, yeah. they've got some bigger games coming up, which I'm not sure of. Maybe that could be a bigger deal, but he's definitely mm-hmm. a big piece of that defense, apart from Miles Garrett, the important piece on that. Yeah.
0: By far, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I threw you through a, a curveball and didn't even put him on my
1: Pro Bowl list. <laughs> You'll see uh, if I put them on my Pro Bowl list in a little bit. You'll... You will see. But uh, we get into it now. We get into, we'll, it. Get into it. Let's go. We, we uh, have, the, the way, if you don't know, the way the Pro Bowl works, um, they changed the voting a little bit. In previous years, you would have like five quarterback votes and like, five running back votes, and you get like one fullback vote, <clears throat> this and that. And you could vote for any player in the Now, I kind of like this one like, somewhat. You're now voting six players for every single position which I don't know how I like that stuff but I like that you just like vote for Andy now <laughs> so because it eliminates the system like if I'm a Steelers fan I'm voting for Daniel McCullers to make the Pro Bowl and <laughs> you get 80 million Daniel McCullers votes which just because from Steelers like it, it, they factor it by like certain, so it's like the top however many players in this stat or what's going to be on the ballot and I like that it makes sense you, you know you know you can't just vote anything, so that that's why I like. But yeah, you vote six for every single position. We'll, we'll give you our picks, but not all of them. We're gonna because I'm telling you right now, you're not getting you're not getting an analysis why I picked my long snappers and <laughs> special teamers. Like you 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 don't need to hear that. We're not most of the
0: linemen. I'm not gonna have much to say about. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> maybe a little tad, small tidbit. Like I think you. Yeah. But so so you we'll,
0: went first last episode, giving stand-up players. So I'll go up first. And, of course, we'll start with the quarterbacks in most important position. My first vote was for the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick Mahomes. No surprise there. 3,035 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, pass rating of 114.3. Sam Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Brees. So, out of all these quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers has the best. He is the best pass rating in the whole NFL with 115.8 he's also passed for 29 touchdowns for interceptions which is which is great he's had a few iffy games here and there but you know he's still putting out having a great year Russell Wilson who's having an MVP like year for you he was your no Russell Patrick Mahomes was here I apologize. no Wilson was my MVP at the time
1: No, it's not but it was Will
0: oh it was oh, okay my bad but um he's been having a great year too he's had a 10 interceptions, 30 touchdowns, which is a little bit worse ratio, but you know, and he's he's testing those guys deep. You got to love the the tenacity with the deep ball. Josh Allen is yes. the riskiest year, I'd say, probably. He's younger. Um, he's had a big bigger rushing um, threat there than everyone except Russell Wilson. and um, But he still had a, a pretty decent class rating 103.2, which I like. And then Big Ben who has the worst pass on the list one hundred one point four, but he's been playing some very clean football. He's the leader of a ten and football team, and um, it's probably one of the best opportunities to get a probable vote. So for the storyline included, he he gets the the nod. And then Drew Brees, who has a very high pass rating as well, one hundred one on the dot. I mean one hundred ten on that dot. Um, Nineteen touchdowns, three interceptions. His you know you can make the memes about his his weak arm and everything, but he's been doing well this year, as per usual for him, and um, yeah. probably the third-best quarterback in the NFC, unless you're going to, you know, throw in some, some guys. I don't know. That's a pretty bold, I guess, Drew Brees, the third-best in the UFC, But
1: So you said Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers, Allen, Brees, and Flisberger. Yes, that was correct. Okay, okay. We had some differences, which is good to see. I like the picks of Big Ben and Drees, but I did not actually. Uh. We'll see who I – I had Mahomes my MVP as of right now. Number one in passing yards, or three in touchdowns. Um, you've got Russ, number two in passing yards, number one in touchdowns. He does have tensions, though, which is rough. Um, far more than than the other two MVP candidates with Mahomes. And my third guy, Aaron Rodgers, fifth in the league in passing yards, second in touchdowns by one. Um, and then I do have Josh Allen as well, seventh um. in yard, one touchdown, seven picks. And then the two quarterbacks, um, I did not have Big Ben. I had Kyler instead, Ooh, two thousand like six hundred forty-four yards and nineteen touchdowns to eight interceptions. Which you know, you look at that and that doesn't look amazing. You look, he's number two in the league in rushing touchdowns among all positions. He has ten rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like, geez, that's nuts. And then my my last quarterback was rough. I uh, originally I had to Originally, right? Um, he he's having a solid season. But diving down and then after the last game he played versus the Rams on Monday night, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then looking into his stats a little bit deeper and some of the wins that they've had versus the losses, performances, I decided that I'm going to give this last spot to kind of an underrated player. That um, Deshaun Watson was my last quarterback that I gave it to. He's currently uh, sixth in the I league like- in yards, 20 touchdowns to five picks. And when you look at what Deshaun Watson is doing this season with um, the group of wide receivers and just offensive talent as a whole that he has, um, I think this is the best year of his career from a talent standpoint maybe not from stats but you look he's doing it without he's doing it with his number one leading running back david johnson at 50 yards per game at that you know what i mean no no halfway decent tight ends you know an okay offense but a defense that, that you know is not doing him any favors on the other <laughs> end so it's like with the unfavorable situation that is in he's just making so much of this and i i believe he's a top five quarterback in the league and just an absolute Maniac and man, Deshaun Watson is is my last pick. So I go Mahomes, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and Deshaun Watson there. Deshaun Watson is the only one that's not leading a winning football team or a playoff team or anything. But I just think what he's doing is just so so amazing. It's yeah. sounding to me that he he gets the spot for me. So yeah,
0: I really like the Kyler Murray. The Kyler Murray was right behind Breeze, um, but some of the
1: stats it's.
0: Yeah, you know, I get it. The rushing ability has been great for him, and yeah. as a but as Kyle a Moe's Kenyan Drake fan play kind of guy, he, he's definitely
1: not you. as efficient, but he's he creates the the he's more fun to watch. By oh,
0: for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, as a as a Kenyan like as a Kenyan Drake uh, fan, I can vouch for how many push down Kyler Murray gets, <laughs> which is very. Funny. But um, the Jahan Watson, I was closer to putting Derek Derek Carr in that uh, over Ben. Than Deshaun Watson, but I, I look into both those guys. But um, Derek Carr's been having a really good year statistically. But yeah, he's definitely another official I, I did. Call, call me biased. I guess that was a. We, you were like, I'm gonna try not be biased, and I was like, I'll try to not be biased, but I had to throw a Ben in there.
1: But I running back, makes you know, he's like when you're the leader of a ten in a football team, you're in the conversation. You sure. can't argue. I I, I can't argue.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, running back Derek Henry. Leading the league in rushing yards, then Derek um, Dalvin Cook. But Dalvin Cook is 10 yards behind, but it's had a humongous receiving impact. Yeah. Josh James Robinson, Aaron Jones, and Alvin Kamara. Um, so yeah, De- Dalvin, Derek Henry, 1,079 rushing yards, 90 touchdowns, zero fumbles, nice ball security, and five yards per attempt, which is among the lowest in his career, but it's still just up with the rest of these guys. Dalvin Cook. As I mentioned, 10 yards behind him at 1,069 yards. Very nice. 13 touchdowns, two fumbles. Two fumbles for him, which isn't as good. But the more touchdowns, you know, it evens itself out to him. At yeah, six yards yeah. per attempt, like I said, humongous receiving impact on the game. Lots of screens and stuff. Dalvin Cook okay. is a stuff. And Derrick Henry said that he thought Dalvin Cook was the best running back in the game. So that's... Mm-hmm. That's an interesting tidbit there. Josh Jacobs, who (laughs) takes a large dip down in yards to 755, nine touchdowns, Mm -hmm. one fumble, four yards per attempt. He's still up there as far as um, like overall yards. I think he's like four in the league or something. Yes. James Robinson, who's uh, been having a great year as well, 762 yards for the undrafted guy, five touchdowns, again zero fumbles. And five yards per attempt.
1: James Robinson, the first undrafted player in NFL history to go for a thousand in the first ten games. In fact, I just saw that today.
0: Oh, all-purpose all yards, I would assume. Yes, right, yes, <laughs> okay, Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, that that's good there for him. And around behind a bad offensive line, you kind of got to give it to him. He's been pulling his heart out. Aaron Jones, five hundred thirty-four yards, six touchdowns, one fumble, five yards per wow. attempt. That's good. He's also been out with some injuries soon, so his stats are still up there with the best any few weeks here and there. Um and Alvin Kamara, five hundred thirty one yards, eight touchdowns, one fumble, five yards per ten. but he has a he is a wide receiver one that plays running back. Yeah, yeah
1: he and has you know, more fun Alvin, he has more receiving yards than rushing.
0: Yards. Yeah, I think he has six hundred forty eight receiving yards. You should be able to vote Four for Alvin Kamara for wide receiver. For real. For real. <laughs> so I mean um, that, that's okay. I definitely left out some good players. Um, of course, I'd love to vote for James Conner, but mm-hmm. the stats aren't there. For him, neither is the eye impact, because there's some games where he's just not efficient whatsoever. Yeah. And
1: uh, an I really like your list. There's one choose that I made, but it was kind of an argument. So I voted um, Derek Henry, first in the league in yards, third in touchdown. Dalvin Cook, second in yards narrowly, number one in touchdowns by you know, a relatively large margin, despite missing a few games. So I believe he's been the best running back in the season so far. A close second being Alvin Kamara, another guy I voted for. Like you said, 531 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns, 648 receiving yards for receiving touchdowns. He's been a crazy threat on both ends of the field, or no, ends. I mean, I mean the <laughs> receiving and rushing game. Um, Drew Brees is absolute best friend there. I have Josh Jacobs fourth in the league in rushing yards and third with nine touchdowns. Um, really, the workhorse of that Vegas offense. You know, obviously Derek Carr has been a beast too. But the wide receivers aren't good enough to win in this game solely with Derek Carr, and they they just don't have the the help. And Darren Waller's been Pretty inconsistent, to say the least. Um, I have James Robinson as well, 762 yards, good for third in the league, with five touchdowns to go with it. One of the, I believe, will probably lose his record, the most yards by an undrafted running back um, in the first season. And the last one, I actually, I had Aaron until just a few decided to make the change. Two guys, I switched them up for another guy that had some time with injury. But looking through Aaron Jones' stat line, while he has good stats, he's largely in a little bit inked when I look at it. Like, half of his stats of this game came from that week. Insane game. Um, For me, the guy, he also would come back and has very similar stats still to Aaron, just by missing more time. Um, Nick Chubb is my last pick. Oh, I like Um, it. With another stud running back, Kareem Hunt, they're coming in and finding ways, and Nick Chubb is still able to put up his past two games, I believe, he's had over 100 yards in this game. Been an absolute monster. Currently has 575 yards, more than Alvin Kamara, um, <laughs> in five touchdowns for Nick Chubb already. Could be six if he was selfish. Um, but Nick Chubb is so he's in, and I, you know, I believe he's probably been one of the three best running backs or so when he's in, the, in been in the game this season. But yeah, uh, he did miss a lot of time. Like what, like six weeks or so with, yes, with an I was injury. Thinking like, I thought it was seven, but I, I mean, I, I can't yeah, say for somewhere sure. somewhere in that market, six to seven weeks with, with an injury where Kareem Hunt was the starting running back. Um, And yeah, when you're able to put up these monster stats in a limited role because you're not getting all the carries because you're splitting it with such you know another stud of a running back in Kareem Hunt, and you're still able to put up you know, top tier stats despite missing. I'm giving this to Nick Chubb. He's so efficient. I did almost give it to Aaron Jones, but I was I was going to give it to Aaron Jones until the last minute when I dove into it a little farther. And when I looked at just the impact to that offense, because Nick Chubb is carrying the Like, let's be real. When Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and the tight end group, they're not really able to get things done in the passing much, nearly without a dominant running game with That's, Chubb hunt beastly offensive line which we'll get to a little later for me. So yeah, my guys, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, James Robbins, Nick Chubb. You
0: know, I was I was this close to voting for um Kareem Hunt actually. So the yeah. backfield is loaded and I mean the stats have been there so his name was out in front. Yeah. Um but you know, it, it's a very interesting situation in Cleveland cuz there's got so much they've got so much like out they're obviously gonna run the football because that's that's how they're built. And I cannot cannot complain. But on to the wide receivers. Now there's a few guys that are lo- that are locks in here. DeAndre Hopkins are, is a lock. Stefan Diggs is a lock to me. Yes. Tyreek Hill is probably Devonte yes. Adams guy's definitely
1: lock. lock personally.
0: Yeah. Um. So then the last two here, I've just I had Keenan Allen. That's the last wait. one. This is the big here.
1: Wait. Okay. Wait. So you did you? How many of you listed?
0: Okay. It's DeAndre Hopkins. Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, and okay. Keenan Allen, and then the last one, the big one from the NFC here, Allen Robinson. Over got the guys like the likes of Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, um, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Though so there's a lot of a lot of studs that missed. I missed out on this pick. When I picked Allen Robinson, um, DeAndre Hopkins leading the league in receiving yards, 912, 72 receptions, four touchdowns, 13 yards per catch, which I think that's Quite impressive, but I guess there's one guy with more, Tyree Kill, who's caught 752 yards, 55 receptions, 10 touchdowns, which is, like, tied for the most, I'm pretty sure, in receiving um, and receiving touchdowns.
1: tied for second.
0: Okay, maybe there's <laughs> not. Him and Devontae Adams both have 10 touchdowns. Keenan Allen has 81 receptions. He, he's he been in, uh, in L.A., he's been the best friend there. Six touchdowns, so only 11 yards per catch. Which is which is the lowest among the group, but I mean, even he's, he's been a target monster. Stefan Diggs is second place with 960 yards, four touchdowns again. So him and Stefan Diggs and Andrew uh, Hopkins are in like a sprint race. He has the most receiving yards at the end here. There's only six in between the two. One more reception goes to Stefan Diggs, and then Allen Robinson, who's been having a has been on a solid year: 63 receptions, 755 yards, three touchdowns, 12 yards per catch. But you got you got to realize he's been playing with like the worst quarterback play in the NFL and all that, you know, except yeah. for maybe the Eagles or the jets or, or, something like that, you know, I mean, I guess the Cowboys for a few weeks there when Andy Dalton was out, but that's where I'm going there with that. I think, I'm guessing you don't have Allen Robinson and you might not have stuff Diggs. I'm thinking it's the person you might have left out, but I'm not even sure. That's just my wide guess.
1: So for me, there was three lot one of them, was DeAndre Hopkins first in the league in receiving yards with four touchdowns. The other one, one was Stephon Diggs. so I will uh, not leave him off. Um, Nine hundred six yards and four touchdowns, and the third lock for eight hundred forty-seven yards and ten touchdowns. Despite missing a few games, um, he's been a beast. I had Tyree Kill, um, seven hundred fifty-two yards, ten touchdowns. The leader in touchdowns is Adam Feat with eleven. Away. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, him and Devontae are tied with for second. And <clears throat> these last two, I was there were five guys to right.
0: put Julio Jones. I, Julio Jones. Is what, like,
1: Julio was the one. Julio is the oh, one nice. that I did. The stud that I he did make. He's the stud for me that I said, like, yeah, I left a stud off Julio Jones. But for me, I didn't put Alan Robinson. The hardest player, it, there was Julio and um he did not make my list. The two guys that did make my list, actually, the two second-year receivers, DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin made my list. Oh, nice. So, DK Metcalf, okay. fifth in the league in receiving yards with nine tucks. Um He's an amazing wide receiver um and i think well i think one day he does have potential he's not there yet um he is you know, he has some things to work on in the route running game, and, you know, his hands are not as crisp as they need to be. But with stats like that and putting up this monster season that he's having, I have to put him in. And scary Terry McLaurin. Um, when you talk about guys like Allen with bad quarterback play, I don't think any wide receiver has done more with the bad quarterback play than Terry McLaurin. He's currently – he does only have three touchdowns. But he's currently third in the league with 871, despite playing for three different quarterbacks so far all three of which somewhere in the mediocre to garbage <laughs> with Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen and Alex this year. Um, and that's what he's having to put up. And you see him consistently putting up a hundred yard games about every week, leading his team to victories. Terry, make no mistake. Terry McLaurin basically is this Washingtons. you can say <laughs> Antonio Gibson, whatever it's Terry McLaurin, the man in, you know, I love Allen robinson and I, you know, we've both been preachers of Allen Robinson's success and what he's been able to do with, with bad quarterbacks throughout his career. Um, Since episode one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But w- when you look at that this season, when you look at a player that's doing the absolute most with the absolute worst quarterback, um, it's time in, in my eyes because just number three in the league in receiving yards is a- astonishing. And he's not very far back. He's about 40 yards behind. And so he could catch up and be number one in the league in receiving yards at any given moment. with. Alex Smith throwing the ball, right? So it, it, it's like, I just absolutely love what Tony McLaurin's been able to do. I believe he's probably the best of the second year receiver groups of the second year receiver group thus far. He's probably, I don't think he's having a better season, DK, but I, he is a talent, a much more talented player. And I think he's the better widers receiver, sense. So yeah. Um, makes yeah. yeah. Tony really, McLaurin gets my last spot. So I, I really, I, really right. him, but I was really proud. I, I really do learn pick. So I have D Hop, Monte. Stephon Diggs, D. McCaff, Tyree Kill, Scary Terry.
0: I don't know if I'd take him over Keenan Allen, um, but <laughs> they're in a different divisions. So I, I try to have three from each division. But it, it was really hard to leave off DK McCaff because he's having a humongous year. It was really hard to leave off Julio Jones because he's so
1: good. <laughs> yeah, just
0: because Julio Jones. Yeah, he, he's, been in, he's been out with time. I've been excellent the votes. Was the fullback? That was just what came up next. So we'll do that right now. We'll get out of the way. Yeah, well, Kyle This Huch- is one. I I'm,
1: I'm assuming for you, we can say safely we're not going to give much explanation for this.
0: No, except except for Kyle Huzcheck, who has two touchdowns. Okay, yeah. The only <laughs> fullback to have any touchdowns. He's by far the best fullback.
1: I think He's the actually. Only... fullback well, that has one fact. Yeah, there
0: are a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I've, I've uh, C J. Ham, I think his name, Chris Cox, and Jamie Cox, because they they're very cool names. And Patrick Richard, for the Ravens, we'll see him go full out, block some guys as a Steeler fan. Then Derek Watt, who has missed a lot of time, but he's a great special teams player, and he's a solid blocker. Um, And I literally know that because we're a Steeler fan. Other than that, I mean, there's nothing to say. Patrick Richard does have a, a negative one rushing yard, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I said. So you said check Ham, Ricard, Derek Watt, and then Chris and Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, I went use check obviously the only one of these fullbacks that's actually in active use in his offense um, from the perspective of actually getting the ball. Um, I also had CJ Hammond instead of Vikings. Uh, I believe he's probably the second best fullback in the league now. I uh, have Patrick Ricard for the Ravens. Um, he is the guy I said negative. He has negative one yards on this. So um, and then I'm going to have. Anthony Sherman of the Kansas City Chief, um Andy Janovich of the Cleveland Browns and Alex Ingold of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think Ingold is very underrated and has been a large piece of the success of all of their run with Jacobs, um, Devontae Booker and even Jalen Richard getting some some stuff there, but there's not so much I can really say with these guys. So, you yeah. Ham, Ricard, Sherman, Janovich, Alex Ingold for.
0: So, I really want to have Anthony Sherman on there, but I had to have the Cox brothers. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I feel,
0: yeah. Up next, we got the tight ends. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, absolute lock, Don't, Darren Waller, tight ends have been super inconsistent other than Kelsey this year. And if you're a fan if you play fantasy football, you would know that there's not yeah, really been many sure. good tight ends, as especially as far as fantasy goes. But I have Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, who's had some drop issues. Every time I watch him play, he had to, like drop a bunch of passes and stuff. But he's still been solid. Hayden Hurst, uh Derek Cook and T J. Hawkinson. Um, as I mentioned, Travis Kelsey leads all tight ends in receiving yards and touchdowns with seven touchdowns. Darren is second place right, with yards, I believe, with 519, five touchdowns. Mark Andrews, 454 yards. I mean yeah, 454 yards, six touchdowns. Hayden Hurst, 411 yards and six touchdowns. Derek Cook only has two hundred and eighty-five yards and four touchdowns. But um, TJ Hawkinson's down here with four hundred forty-one yards and five touchdowns. Derek Cook is good. Jared Cook is, is a very consistent guy. The target's there a lot for him, as far as I can tell. Looking at the status, it doesn't seem like he gets t- targeted as a lot that much. Yeah. But um, he's he's made the most of his of his attempts. And, you know, the four touchdowns, he definitely has the worst statistical season of all of them. But I had him in there. Other than the rest of those, I think the rest of those are pretty straightforward. Um Hayden Hurst has been a very underrated tight end so far this year. Um, he's been a pretty big part of that receiving quarter there with Holier Jones, Calvin Ridley, and then him, of course. And... He was in, I think he was, I heard somewhere he was. He was. He was like a solid PFF graded blocker for tight ends as far as tight ends go, which was not something he was very good at with um, Baltimore, and that helps Todd Gurley out there. So okay. that's what I'm. That's what I'm.
1: Yeah. I have there. I like your list. We're very similar and I just wanna say um, I'm very happy that you picked Hayden Hurst. I also picked Hayden Hurst. And I kinda of thought I was gonna get rid of Keaton I thought I, I thought I was gonna um, I'm very happy but you picked him and someone else sees his his performance this year. He's been a beast. Um yeah. you know, coming off of you know, they get rid of Austin Hooper who had an not last year and they bring in Hayden Hurst, everyone's like, Man, who's this guy? you know? bomb <laughs> third like the third tight end up for, for baltimore and he comes here he's, he's performed really well yeah i know he, he's performed really well but other than that we have only one difference i also chose kelsey for obvious i did not choose kittle nor did you he's been out with injury he's been amazing when he was in but obviously he hasn't been in for a while darren waller who i believe is the second best tight end there he does have some drop in that concerns me with him but second overall in yards for tight ends with five touchdowns. Mark Andrews, third for tight ends with six touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, fourth for tight ends with five touchdowns. And the one thing we had different, I did not have Jared Cook. I selected a guy that I've been really on all year, um, Noah Fant. Um, Sixth overall in yards or four tight ends, only two touchdowns. He has missed some time due to injury, which is rough. One guy that probably my honorable mention per se for this one would be um, Hunter Henry of the Chargers. He's been a guy, you know, well, all time consistent, um, he's been someone. And Jimmy Graham's another guy that's, you know, been putting up some monster sasses here. But I gave this one in a close race to um, Noah Fant. He's really young. I really like the production he's put up this year, with, despite, you know, not so good quarterback play ones. But I like his production and all these other guys. Obviously, you, like you should. tight end has been an extremely inconsistent position this year, apart from Travis Kelsey, um, the clear cut number one. Darren Waller, the clear cut number two, and probably the clear cut number three, Martin. You've got your young guys, Hawkins and Fanhurst. A, a, a lot of guys. Certainly. That's my list, and I, I did the really like this. And Jerry Cook is a guy that I'm a big fan of, a very under veteran tight end there for for New Orleans. So,
0: yeah, and him and him and Drew Brees have yeah. some have some chemistry. Yeah. But onto the, the box. here, let me find my spot. Uh... So Tyrone Armstead of the Saints, what a guy! David Bartiari, Anthony Gonzalez, Orlando Brown. Who's he was a list, but I could have his after the season. Maybe I'm thinking it's no, That after the season. Alejandro. Oh yes, yes, yes. You make a good point. And then Alejandro Villanueva, who's been having a very good year. Last year, he uh, he showed some major signs of re- regression. Came back this year, very strong. Jack Conklin leading, and then that yeah leading one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. So. That's that was a quick <laughs> this is all super straightforward. All these are, are well known guys that are very well very good. So I don't think there's a whole lot to say.
1: Yeah. So you said Conklin, Villanueva, Orlando Brown, Anthony Costanzo, Toron Armstead, David Bactiari.
0: Yep, that is what I said.
1: Okay. So we have three out of the same the three we had this had David Bactiari, Anthony Costanzo, Toron Armstead and were the same. Um, three guys that I had the I had Ryan Ramcheck. Of the Saints, um, a guy that consistently, he's a zero-time Pro Bowl. He's a (laughs) two-time All-Pro, but zero-time Pro Bowler. (laughs) um, Just shows you how kind of rigged the system is. I believe Ryan Ranchek is one of the best offensive league personal I have Laramie Tunsil for the Texan um, I think he's having an extremely good season this year former first round pick should have been the first offensive lineman selected in the draft until the whole incident with him smoking and what this that and whatever else uh, came out and ended up getting passed on and selected by the Dolphins to where he was traded first round picks yeah I think he's having an amazing season he's got some issues with like Penalties, but other than that, he's been extremely good. Um, and then, I I did I mentioned to Joe a little bit before. My first draft of this, my first vote was uh, Mitchell Schwartz, but then by the time I came back around to vote again, um, he was taken off the ballot. He has played like six games, and I guess they decided he hasn't played enough to be put on this ballot. So my pick that I did get was the rookie for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tristan Wirfs, is going to be my last pick, and I have a lot of Buccaneers. I've got multiple Buccaneers. Don't don't you question on this offensive line. Right. So Tristan Wirfs is my last one. So I've got Ryan Ramchek, David Backtieri, Castanzo, Tyrone and Tristan Wirfs, and I'm happy that you took He's another guy that um, is very underrated in that Colts' offense. So I'm I, I'm happy that you chose him as well.
0: So now we go on to guard, and not even gonna to I'm not even going to joke around with you. Some of these guys, I'm not even sure. Well, I'm, they just has the N and the last name. But like, when, there was one guy in here, the Chiefs guard, that starts with N and then it's Allegretti. I don't know. He's on a good offensive line. So I threw him on there, but I'm not sure what his first name is. So I'm not even going to joke around with you. But obviously, Quentin Nelson's a lock. Then I have David DiCastro. Um, He's a great for years. The, real, the true anchor of the Steelers' offensive line. Then I'm pretty sure his name is Anthony Kappa. The the Buccaneers guard there. I have threw in, threw in Brandon Sheriff of the Washington football team, well-known. He's a big name as far as offensive linemen go. I haven't heard if he's been playing good or not this year, but um, it's the guard position, who cares? And then Kevin Zeidler of the you New know, York Giants, and he's another well-known guy. He used to play for the, the Browns, and he was, we saw, we saw I got to see him play every once in a while. He was good back then, and unless he's Seems to make a major regression. I haven't heard much about him, so I was just gonna assume he's still solid. Um yes.
1: So you said Nelson DeCastro, Brandon Scherf, Kevin Zeeler, Anthony Kappa, and who was this guy from the from whatever from the Chiefs?
0: So you said Nelson DeCastro. Nelson Quentin Nelson
1: Quentin Nelson, David DeCastro, Brandon Sheriff, Kevin, Zeler, Anthony Kappa. And who is this Chiefs man?
0: So it's just N A L L E just how I spelled out N period A L L. E G R E T T I. I don't know, but he, he's She's the only good offense. Relegram- I don't get the right, thing. so.
1: The Chiefs do have a good offense. Um, so we, we only had two that were the same, actually.
0: <laughs> so it. this was our
1: most this was our most um different one to date so far. The two that we have the same will be um, Quentin Nelson. Obviously, you knew that coming. We all we both believe he's. At least I believe it. at this point he's the okay, best. Okay. I do now. That was a whack. Uh-huh. The only, we don't talk about the, the line episode. All right, we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then we had David DeCastro, the um, the Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, he he did miss a few games, but he's been extremely great when he's still in. And the other guys, I had Zach Maron, that's a good point. The, the only ring healthy player on that line at this point. Um, I had Joe Thune of the New England Patriots. Um, Joel Batonio for the Cleveland Browns anchoring one of the best rushing offense in the league. Currently. And my second Tampa Bay Buccaneer, um, I believe another very underrated piece, Ali Marpet for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, one of the, uh, I believe the highest rated offensive lineman in his draft class coming out. Been an absolute beast since entering the league, um, anchoring one of the best offensive lines in football. And yeah, him, Joe Thune is a guy I I really like Joe Thune. I don't really I can't understand why. <laughs> I just he's just a guy that for some reason I'm very fond of Joe Thune. So uh, I go Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin, David Castro, Allen Marpet, Joel Batone, and Joe Thune for my offensive guards.
0: That's fair. Uh, our yeah, our offensive line episode was like we didn't have a single player in our top ten offensive line list in the same spot. So we <laughs> yeah and yeah, no, that was a whack episode. We never talk it. It was whack. That was very whack. And on to the center position here. David. All right. This is weird. And uh, this is where it comes down to where my my antics in the Pro Bowl voting, voting, where the Chargers offensive linemen and the I mean the the Chargers center and the um the Broncos center they look so funny. So I voted for them because they look hilarious. Other than that, I literally have no reason. To it. <laughs> they just look hilarious. Is the Broncos center? David, isn't it? Uh, is
1: it Lloyd Cushenberry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And D. Feeney, I'm pretty sure it's David Feeney, but I'm not even sure.
1: What's Feeney on?
0: the center for, like, what? What's Feeney on? The Chargers. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> it looks hilarious. Um, but, <laughs> on my for real, that's Marquise Pouncey. Uh, another offensive lineman is great, and we get to see him week in and week out. Yeah. Ryan Kelly for the okay. Justin, uh, not Jay J- Kelsey, um, just Jason Kelsey for the the eagles and david andrews for the patriots so
1: okay um, so they're all great guys
0: Kelsey was the highest rated center last year to pff so yeah so
1: you has you have here let me just make sure i get this right david andrews jason kelsey Lig cushionberry ryan kelly and marquise pouncey yeah yeah okay i'm just gonna make sure i get all these right um we have i'll speak a little slower i'm sorry no you're cool I'm just trying to like, you're speaking good. I just, when I don't know these guys, I just got to try to rack my brain here and think I, I'm thinking if I know I didn't remember Lloyd Koshaberry because I thought granted for the Broncos this year, but he's guard now. Um, so we did have three this time: Jason Kelsey, for those of you who the best in the league, um, Ryan Kelly. I'm surprised he signed an extension because he's pretty old, but anchoring possibly the best on the league. I believe probably the best in the Colts. Um, and we have Marquise Pouncey for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Call it bias, whatever. He's been <laughs> one of the best for the decade, man. Um, so the other one, I have Rob, Rodney Helton. I believe is extremely underrated, and he's the best player on it. I'm gonna have my third in f- Tampa Bay Buccaneer Ryan Jensen, um, who I believe he's a trash talker. He's you know the the hype man of that offensive line, and really uh, he's very underrated. And I'm gonna have for the Cleveland Browns um, J.C. Treader, who another guy anchoring the best rushing offense league. And I believe he is the NFL PA president, if I'm not mistaken. So ah. props to J.C. Tretter. So yeah, Rodney Hudson, Jason Kelsey, Ryan Jensen, Ryan Kelly, J.C. Tretter, and Marquise Pouncey. And now we get out of a section of players that we there's nothing to really say about. <laughs> and I will we about. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you got, you got to see Fee, bro. It, was, it looks hilarious. Um, but... On to defensive end, so Miles Garrett is a lock. And then Trey Hendrickson is not a guy that I really know much about, but he has nine-and-a-half sacks, 17 tackles. So I threw him in there. Cam Jordan, another saint, who's five-and-a-half sacks, um, which isn't among the highest here. But, you know, Cam Jordan's great. In, uh, yeah. But the skill is there for sure. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba for the Dolphins and Brandon Graham for the Eagles about the defensive end, as long as Stefan Tewitt of the Steelers, who – seven tackles among the highest. I mean close to the highest, which is very biased. That one two is very biased. But he's a set twenty two tackles is tied for third year, tied for fourth that is, along my votes. So he's he's a menace. Yeah. And if you watch him play, he's a menace. He was injured last year. And him and Cam Hayward are studs there. And it, they're he's one of the reasons why the Steelers defense is so great, for sure.
1: So I'm proud to tell you, this is the first time we've got our list completely the same. Ah, nice. You were not but I gave it, I, yeah. So I almost didn't have Trim, but I switched him in um, just because of sack. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like he's not that good, but when you have nine and a half sacks, he's like, eating, you have to. He's, like,
0: he's like Shaquille, the Shaquille Baird of last year. Like, yeah, so,
1: it's like Shaquille Baird, like he like, did more just that. Like he's Trey Anderson is purely coming in this game and getting sacks. like he's not getting tackles or like. Yeah, he's, he's 17 for
0: which is like. By far the worst. On no the last fumbles.
1: Like he's getting nothing but sacks. But you, you got to be on Pro Bowls if you're leading the league in sacks. So I had him. Miles Gosh. Garrett, like he's a player of the year candidate, tied for the lead lead with Trey Hendrickson with nine and a half sacks. Fifth in the league in tackles for loss. Currently leading in forced fumbles. as Um, Emmanuel Ogba, I did not see what happened. Another guy that's extremely underrated on that Dolphins defense. Eight sacks, nine tackles for loss, and three forced fumbles. Good for second in the league. Stefan Tuitt is not biased, I don't believe. Seven sacks, (laughs) um, ten tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. An absolute unit in that defensive line, man. Um mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, thirteen tackles for loss, good for fourth in the league. And another guy with seven sacks, two first fumbles. Cam Jordan, while like you said, he's not having the greatest statistical season, we know the impact that Cam Jordan brings to a game and how he can still take over a game. He's got three sacks here. Cam Jordan can still take over a game at any other sure. And then Trey Hendrickson, who, you know, isn't having an amazing season, but nine and a half sacks. So <laughs> you have to play one on the list. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um I can't, that's, I see how much you think of my NFL IQ. Not even think I have a Ogba on the list.
1: <laughs> I thought I was going to, I thought I might, I still think I'd get ridiculed. Because I've seen some people on Instagram with their list, and I haven't seen anybody have a major.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So on the defensive tackle, so there's a few locks here for sure. For me, <laughs> Aaron, okay, Aaron Donald's a lock to everyone. Should be. Yeah. I and mean, then Chris, who, um, Is second in sacks for defensive tackles, I think, unless I'm <laughs> someone slipped my mind, respectively with nine and, and five and a half. But back from there, it was kind of any. Anyway. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, I saw a video. Okay, I saw a video on him recently, and the, and he gets an immense amount of pressure on the quarterback. He's he said he if he was a fringe all-pro candidate, so I like that. Kenny Clark, the the um, Mr. One himself, only with one sack. Um, Cam Hayward of the Steelers. And then my um, I, I forget his name. I, it's just Jay Johnson for the for the for the Vikings. I I don't know, man. I, it's it's always weird whenever they don't have the first name right now. I always, a bit. Um but I I saw I saw another video on this guy too, and he's a stud. And he has one and a half sacks, twelve soul tackles, but he must get he gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um very underrated guy there, I think. But it wasn't so, it's yeah. not Ryder, it was someone else's. I watched the video yeah. on him.
1: This is another situation. We have three that are the and they're the three you would expect to be the same. Aaron Donald, um, nine sacks, second the 11, 11 tackles for loss, which is top ten. Second in the league in forced fumbles with three. Chris Jones, 28 tackles, five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, eight, an absolute unit on that uh, Kansas City defensive line. And Cam Hayward, while he's not having an amazing statistical season with only two sacks, he has an interception, in fact. Huh. He's, uh, he, everybody knows Cam Hayward is one of the best defensive linemen in football. Um, And he's so good. And then a guy that for me, I think I just really love this season. This guy's having DeForest Buckner for the Colts for me. He was just recently placed on the COVID list. 41 tackles, two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. While his stats don't look the impact that he's provided for that Colts defense, you know one of the best in the league right now is just so immense. And I, I love what DeForest Buckner has been doing. And while the stats are going down, I feel like he's a better player was with um, San Francisco the past couple of years. Um, so then I've got um, Akeem Hicks for the Bears, another situation, one that's just anchoring the defensive line of another top defense in the league, Um, 39 tackles, three and a half sacks, and nine tackles for loss for Akeem Hicks. And then another guy – Originally, I had my pick as Leonard Williams, 34 tackles and five sacks. Originally, I did have his Nate Dalvington, who I believe is extremely underrated. But while he is very under, um, I don't think he's as good as Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams has five sacks, which is pretty solid for, uh, for a defensive tackle at this point. I believe it's third for defensive tackles right now. So anchoring that um, New York Giants defensive line, which isn't necessarily known for being stellar, but it is extremely underrated, and I think they're of course, to be reckoned with at this point. Um, and he's having the best statistical season of of his career so far. So I'm giving, yeah, I go Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, Cameron Hayward, Akeem Hicks, and Leonard Williams.
0: So I, I looked up his name, J.E.L. Johnson of the Vikings. Um, I definitely like your list. And honestly, I like it more than mine. But it that's just how it be sometimes. 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 I think. Sometimes it just makes some weird takes, and that's that's how the Colton and Joe show goes at times. On to the next. We got the inside linebacker. I wish it was on ball and off ball because I had a little bit more experience with that. But <laughs> uh, In solo tackles there, 68, Roquan Smith of the Bears. He's. I heard he had, he's had. he been having some coverage issues, but the tackles are there. You got to give him that. Two sacks and a, and a, and a force fumble, it is. So great job there. Force fumble. I have forced fumble, Fred Warner of this Niners, <laughs> forty-three tackles, no sacks or forced fumbles, but he's a great he's a great player. Aaron Rodgers called him the best. Uh, my middle linebacker in football, uh, Darius Leonard, who is another guy, absolute stud. His impact is humongous, even though forty tackles, one sack and one forced fumble is not exactly eye popping. Patrick Queen of the Ravens, I'm pretty sure he's my only rookie on the list so far. Um, he's possibly the defensive rookie of the year. He's, he's definitely in the talks for it. 43 he's tackles and two forced fumbles. So that's a little bit better. He's a little bit more of an all around guy there. Tomario Davis, 45 tackles, four sacks. The most other than one guy on the inside linebacker list here that I have Devin white, 57 tackles, five sacks and one forced fumble for the Buccaneers. So, nice. I mean, I like it. Definitely the weakest pick here I'd say is probably Patrick queen or Roquan Smith. Cause they, Know, yeah, but that's yeah. other than the rest of those, I those are pretty reasonable.
1: So, yeah, we had all the same besides two. We we had Fred Warner, 79 total tackles, two interceptions for him. Um, it just, you know, it's just been a beast, like you said, a guy that the stats don't necessarily show everything Fred Warner's capable of this season. Um, Demario Davis. He was one that originally when I first made was an outside line, which allowed me to have someone else And um, I believe I had yeah, Darius Leonard in here, which I don't have really, which I believe still he's one of the top three probably inside linebackers in football, but from a season perspective, he's you know, he's missed some time with injury. He hasn't necessarily had the best statistical season there of some of these guys. So DeMario Davis, four sacks for kinda of surprised. they did decide to classify him as an inside linebacker. Um Roquan Smith, as you said, third in the league in total tackles, um, with second in the league in tackles for loss currently, 15. Two sacks and a forced fumble for him. Devin White, who I believe must have the best linebacker this year, second in the league in total tackles with 97 five sacks, 12 tackles for loss, good for fifth, and a forced fumble. And then the two guys that I had, I didn't I had the two guys who I still believe are two best inside linebackers in football, Bobby Wagner, currently third in the league in total tackles with ninety-six and three sacks for him. And then Eric Kendricks, um, 94 total tackles and two interceptions for Eric Kendricks, anchoring that Minnesota Vikings defense, which is extremely injury-rettled at this point. You know, obviously Anthony on for the year. Um, Daniel Hunter has not played a lot this year, as with him, so yeah, I did not have Patrick Queen, the rookie, he was my defensive rookie, and he still is at this point. And Darius Leonard, who I believe is one of the best tiers in football, but isn't having one of the best seasons due to you know injury. So, I like Bobby it. Wagner, Kendricks, Devin Luck, Smith, Demario Davis, Fred Warren.
0: I still think I like mine a little bit more, which isn't something I can always say, but I think you, I think we both have solid lists there. I think either one of them are pretty inexpensive, I can say much about it. Outside linebacker one, this is one where I'm a little bit in, opinionated on, and a little, definitely a little bit biased, because there's two, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, both having monster seasons, eight, nine, and eight sacks, respectively. 24 t- solo tackles there for T.J. Watt. Zero-four fumbles, surprisingly enough. He had so many last year.
1: Yeah, that, I'm that's surprised that, surprise. Sure that, he led the league last year with eight, and you have any rate.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like Bud Dupree, who has two. Darius Smith of the Packers, eight tackles, tied with Bud Dupree, 23 tackles and two forced fumbles, so he's he's a, a all around. According to stats I have here, a little bit all around better. But TJ Watt is obviously he's a lock. And then um, uh, Khalil Mack six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, 19 total tackles. I wish I had total tackles. then. for some reason I don't have
1: soul tackles. Um, Khalil That's Mack what ESPN isn't he? When I do it, like I'll go on ESP, just search players, and it only gives me solo tackles. I have to go like splits, so it's annoying, you know, but. I feel you're paying. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: he is not might not have. He's not having the best. He's not having a career year, but he's 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 a, he's, a good, he's so skilled. He's so good. You don't have yeah. to. Oh, it's crazy to have him on there, even though he's not having a good year. Sakil Barrett, who's having a little bit of a down year from last year, he lead the league in in, in sacks last year, but he's still having a good year. Thirty one solo tackles, which is among the highest in these outside linebackers, and then Mister Chubb coming off from Von Miller, he's not. He's not even without Von Miller, seven good years: six and a half sacks, twenty-two tackles, and one forced fumble. So him and him and Cleo Mike have very similar stat lines there. Um, yes. So I wish Von Miller was still in. Number two, uh, <laughs> um, ball linebacker in the league probably when he's healthy. That's a that's a reference if you listen to the episode the episode way way back. Yes,
1: yes. But we had four the same, two different. T.J. Watt was obviously thirty-two tackles, nine sacks, good for third in the league. He's currently. Which is not, you don't see very often an outside linebacker in the league and tackles for loss with um, six passes defended and inter- interception for him. So, one of the, an- another guy, one of the very few outbackers that actually drops back into coverage. we going to have Khalil Mack with, like you said, he's not having his greatest statistical season, but his impact is unparalleled, really. Um, six and a half sacks, 12 tackles for loss, good for fifth in the league, two forced fumbles and a pick. Zadarius Smith, we have the same, um, eight sacks, which is fifth in the league, fifth in. Uh, tackles for loss as well with 12 and two forced fumbles, 40 tackles, which I was surprised to see. I'm the highest of anyone on my list, or second highest, I guess technically. Um, I also did have Bud Dupree originally because I had Demario Davis until his position switched, and I had to switch him guys out and put in Bud Dupree, who is top five in the league with eight, nine tackles for loss and two forced fumbles for him. And the two we had different. Instead of Bradley Chubb, I have Atlanta Falcon Deion Jones who personally I think of as an inside linebacker. I would put him as linebacker, but you know, they said outside. He has 63 tackles this year, three and a half sacks, interception. But I think he's another guy whose impact goes far beyond the stat sheet. And It's so tough for Deion Jones he's having to do it all. Grady Jarrett's had not so good season. Keanu Neal's not doing well. AJ Terrell's not doing well. The defense is not looking good. Ricardo Allen's not. But Deion Jones is having to do absolutely everything, and obviously he's going to be able to do that. But I just think the impact Deion's brings each and every week is very high for that Falcons. He's been there for for a long time. So Debo gets one of my votes. And my second vote, you have Shaquille Bear. I actually have this. Jason Pierre-Paul is a guy I have here. Jason Pierre-Paul, I did not expect him to come out and have this and he's having. Um, he comes out, I be, I thought Jason Pierre-Paul, I like, yeah, this guy's washed. Him and then Dominic and Sue, play football in the nursing home, you know, whatever, 3 boy or whatever. He has 44 tackles, seven-and-a-half sacks, which is good for eighth in the league, um, three forced fumbles, which is good for second in the league. And um, Jason Pierre-Paul has two interceptions. Two, think about that, two interceptions for a man that only plays. He doesn't drop back in the he's, His two, he two really interceptions in the past two fingers weeks. Fingers
0: are off his hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's. They were in the past two weeks, like, picked up or, like, just catching them at the line of scrimmage. So now the funny thing is, people like to joke, Jason Pierre-Paul, who traditionally has played defensive linemen for most of his career, with three fingers on one, missing two fingers, currently has this season the same amount of interceptions as Jamal Adams in his career. That's been the name this season. Um, But yeah, JPP is having just a stellar season. I did not think he was going to come out here and have a season like this, but obviously he has been. And he's been a beast for that Tampa Bay team. So I really like what I've seen. So yeah, I go TJ Watt, Khalil Mack, JPP, Zanarius Smith, Bud Dupree, Debo, Deion Jones.
0: I didn't see JPP on the list. I didn't even think about it. I, I always thought it was a defensive lineman. But maybe I'm just wild. and But
1: I'm the cornerback yeah, I this year. I, think I was very confused to learn that he played linebacker for most of the time this season when I looked into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. But when it comes to a cornerback, I think there's two locks. Like four sure locks. I think it's Xavier Howard and J.C. Jackson. They're they both have six interceptions. Um, Twenty-four for Xavier Howard as far as tackles, and seventeen for J.C. Jackson. Um, but they're they've been studs this year, both from the NFC. I mean, AFC East and locking Xavier Howard's locking down with a great, very good defense, and J.C. Jackson's out there with not so perfect defense. It's Still, a, a Belichick-led defense is always going to be kind of Ben, but don't break. And that's, that's what they've done to an extent. I'm per, I mean, from what I've heard. Um, and George Jenkins for the Saints. Two interceptions. A lot of tackles there with 29. So that's yeah, a weak pick, I'd say. But um, he's, he's, a, he's a well-known Interesting guy. Pick. Interesting, to say the least. Because he's not the best in coverage anymore. But a lot of, 29 tackles is a good guy. Jadavis Spite only has one interception. 27 tackles. But he's a stud. One of the most technically sound players as far as cornerbacks go. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Another guy, not eye-popping stats, only one interception, 24 tackles. But he locked down DK Metcalf. Um, I don't think he gets targeted a lot. He's so good. We all know Jalen Ramsey, so good. Talk smack. Jalen Ramsey is, a, is one of my favorite guys in the league. And the last one here is one – you definitely have him because he's underrated. You love the underrated players. James Bradbury, the New York Giants, three interceptions, 26 tackles, and one forced fumble. But he is like – I'm pretty sure he leads the league in like pass breakups or something. We saw him. The Steelers played him week one, and he broke, like, he three like second
1: like, um, in the league in past, past breakups.
0: Yeah, so so he's a stud, and um, certainly underrated, yes. but I need to have him on your list because you always have the underrated guys.
1: Yes. You said Xavier Howard, J.C. Jackson, Tredavious White, Janoris Jenkins, Jalen Ramsey, and who was your last one?
0: James Bradbury.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm dumb. I put it, I put this in the wrong spot. We're cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You literally just said James Bradbury probably two seconds ago. but (laughs) So, um, once again, as per usual, two differences here. Um, We both have Xavier Howard and J.C. Jackson, um, six interceptions for both. J.C. Jackson is eighth in the league with 11 passes defended. Xavier Howard is sixth with 12. Um, We have James Bradbury, who has three interceptions, 14 passes defended, good for second in the league behind only Denzel Ward and a forced fumble for him. And we both have Jalen Ramsey, whose stats don't pop off the page, but he's not getting targeted this year. And you've just seen him go to town and absolutely lock up opposing um, wide receiver ones all season. So, and then two guys we have different, different. Um, and like you said, I like I'm a I'm a proprietor of the underrated guys, which is where James Bradbury and, and J.C. Jackson come into play for me. Um, but for me, the hardest guy for me to leave off this list was Denzel Ward. For me, um, I did have to leave him off. And boy, was it boy was it a challenge. <laughs> um, the two guys, you had Trey White and Janoris Jenkins. I did leave them off. Um, I had Marlon Humphrey, 53 uh, tackles, which for a corner is very, very impressive. Two and a half sacks, which is very impressive for a corner. He's currently tied for the league lead in forced fumbles with four as a corner, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Five passes defended and an interception for Marlon Humphrey, another guy on one of the best defenses in the league in Baltimore. I love the season he's having. And another guy that is, he's kind of flying under the radar, but for me, I feel he's probably having the best season of any corner, in my opinion, Um, Jair Alexander for the Green Bay Packers. Um, He has 32 tackles, one sack, five passes defended, and um, an interception, which is another thing like in the case of Jalen Ramsey, where it's like, yeah, the stats don't pop off the page at you or, or whatever it may be, but... If you've watched Packers games, which I've found myself watching a good bit of Packers games, just because of their you know explosive offense and the fact that Devontae Adams is carrying my fantasy team, um, and Jair he's not getting targeted, and when he gets targeted, he's locking up like he's not allowing catches or anything, but mainly quarterbacks are even looking his direction, like he's shutting down an entire half of the field and locking up whatever receivers on that half. And I personally feel that Jair Alexander is probably having a better season than any other corner on this list for me. So um, uh, I got you say, quote, unquote, underrated. That's kind of what I love to say with when it comes to corners especially. Um, so, yeah, I go Jair Alexander, Xavier Howard, J.C. Jackson, James Bradbury, Marlon Humphrey, and uh, Jalen Ramsey.
0: Yeah. Sometimes when I make these these the lists or whatever we're doing, I don't know what's going through my head when I picked Janoris Jenkins. I was like, I looked at like Marlon Humphrey, and I was like, like yeah, I know this guy has it. Like, I, I knew he had a ton of fourth fumbles, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, but maybe I'll just keep General Jennings in there. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> but,
1: I can't argue. I can't. I can't argue with.
0: It. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I've, my list have gotten better. This has definitely been a little bit better than usual as far as my stuff <laughs> goes. Now we're just strong safety. Pudo Baker's a lock. Fit, yes, in my opinion, eight, eight tackles, two sacks, forced fumble, and two interceptions. Probably the best season for for, for strong safety at this point. Um, Jordan Poyer has 57 tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, and two interceptions. So it's literally the only one tackle difference in this outline between them two. Um, I don't think Jordan Poyer is as good as Buda Baker. He's not, definitely not getting compensated as much. Then I have Eddie Jackson, someone who I think is fairly underrated. 45 tackles um, and three forced fumbles for him. So I like that. He's on, a, he's on a very good defense there, and I think he's a bigger part than many make him out to be. Terry Matthew, who is not having an eye-popping stat. <laughs> um, two interceptions, 35 tackles. But he's, he's a great player, and he's really the leader of the Chiefs defense. And I don't think there's many, many players that have as much impact on the team as him. Harrison Smith for the Vikings, 30 tackles and three interceptions. He's been quietly having a pretty good year, and uh, yes. I heard some stat recently. But see like among the top in some of the like like deeper statistics of how like good a safety is. And this is the one. This is one is I'm gonna get burnt about because everyone's making fun of Jamal because he's been having a terrible year in coverage and stuff. But I cannot ignore the five and a half sacks and four, one fumble that he's been putting up. Only twenty-five tackles, zero interceptions, and you see him like missed tackles and stuff. But I, I cannot pass up the five and a half sacks. And we did put him as we both put him as our number one safety, and I kind of have to have revenge on for that. Got to keep him on the Pro Bowl <laughs> list.
1: So, you said Buddha Baker, Harrison Smith, Tyron Matthew, Jordan Poyer, Eddie Jackson, and Jamal Adams? Yes. So, I'm happy to tell you this for the second time we have the exact same list. Oh, um, nice. The same that's strong safety. Um, yeah, Buddha Baker is a lock. Like you said, probably having the best statistical season of maybe any safety in the league. Definitely strong safety. 78 total tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, four pass defended, two interceptions. The thing with Buddha Baker, um seasons previously even when he was a pro bowler actually um it was like he gets a lot of tackles and you know he can rush the quarterback but his coverage skills aren't that good he's greatly improved his coverage skills as has another guy that's probably a future hall of famer and in his older age you don't really expect him to improve his coverage skills that much uh, harrison smith um Coming out with six passes defended and three interceptions, good for eighth in the league. Um, Surprisingly, you don't really expect to see Harrison Smith get a lot of interceptions, but he did. Harry the Hitman. Um, Tyron Matthew, four pass defended, two picks, and a touchdown for him. Um, Jordan Poyer, I believe he's leading all safeties and tackles with 83 total. Um, Two sacks, a forced fumble, four pass defended, and two interceptions, quietly becoming one of the better hard-hitting safeties in the league. And another guy that is quietly doing that is Eddie Jackson. Three forced fumbles, good for second in the league, and two passes defended for him. You've seen him lay the absolute boom a few times this season on that Chicago Bears defense. And uh, Jamal Adams, like you said, we make our jokes, and he's been kind of abysmal in coverage this year. But you can't ignore five and a half sacks in a forced fumble for a safety. And you know, he's still one of the better safeties in the league, especially as a box safety when it comes to running and you know run stuffing and pass rushing. Because coverage is not everything when it comes to a safety, especially a strong safety. Free safety's coverage is a little bit more important. But with strong safeties, um, you definitely need to take into account other things of, you know, tackles and run stuffing a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah. I really did not think you were going to have Jamal Adams. But can I complain? On to free safety. Justin Simmons, forced interceptions, 51 solo tackles. And then think Fitzpatrick right behind him for interceptions. He just had two in one game. So don't let that fool you. It's not as, as – four tackles isn't as, like, means a little bit less when you had two mm-hmm. in one game. <laughs> but, you know, in, in 32 sold tackles, like I said, one forced fumble. So, I Minkie mean, Fitzpatrick has not gotten targeted, though. If you watch the other games, though, people yeah. are not testing him because he's yeah. going to make you pay. He's he's made some impressive plays yeah. and stuff, as you'd expect. He's a very intelligent football player, one of the highest football IQs awesome. in the NFL, I bet. A very good amount there. <laughs> then Antoine Winfield, another second rookie I believe I've had from the Buccaneers. I think he was my defense player the year. Oh, no, I think I had Jeremy Chen actually. but
1: um, had yeah, Jamie
0: Robinson. I mean...
1: You did not have Jeremy Chen.
0: Okay, I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Logan Ryan of the Newark Giants. A very interesting pick. And I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting someone that is better than him. But he's been having a very underrated year, in my opinion. I almost when beat under- Logan Ryan. I was this close. 40, yeah, 45 school tackles, one sack, and two forced fumbles. A very all-around stat line there. Now, the last – I'm. this is going to be a very different list, I can bet, because I bet we have this this and Justin Jimmins, but I bet the last four years, y'all have different – Kevin Byard with zero interceptions, 41 tackles on a forced fumble. But he's not like, – I, I think he's missed some time with injury. But he's still – he's a great ball-hawking safety. 41 tackles is good for him and a forced fumble. But I don't think he doesn't get targeted much. I, I know that's a, that's got to be true, <laughs> I, because I, Kevin Byer's great and he's he's a great ball balling guy. And then mm-hmm. this is a pity, a pity selection. Um, Marcus Mays of the Jets, hmm. reception, twenty five tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. But he's like the only been a guy
1: beast this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he was better early on. Early on in the year, like he's kind of cooled off a little bit because he had like a yeah. really plays early on. Because uh, he's pretty good. Was nuts.
1: He went off week one.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, he, um, he didn't, he was an underrated guy. And I heard a lot of trade buzz for the Steelers with Marcus Mays, but obviously they kept him whenever they traded Jamal Adams away. So he finally got his time to shine. He's a good player. Yes. But, like, there's definitely players that are better than him, but, like, not in as bad of a situation as him when there's literally nothing around him that helps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's facts, facts. So we have three of the same. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick, like you said, 47. Um, Total tackles, a forced fumble, six pass defended, four interceptions, good for third in the league, and a touchdown for Minka. Um, Justin Simmons, we're going to have 65 total tackles, seven passes defended, four picks, also good for tied for third in the league. And the other one we have the same is um, rookie Antoine Winfield Jr., 61 tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, four passes defended, and an interception. Crazy, crazy stats there for a rookie on that really solid Tampa Bay defense. Um, And the other three... Are kind of weird, right? This one is a guy I've mentioned before. I believe is possibly the most underrated player in the league right now, quite possibly. Jesse Bates for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Jesse Bates, 68 tackles, 13 passes defended. Good for fourth in the league. Three interceptions as well to get with that, which is tied for eighth. Um I believe what he's doing down there in Cincinnati is just astonishing, and I think watching Cincinnati a few times, just what Jesse Bates has been able to do. He's a top 10 safety in the league currently, I would say. Um, And then two guys that you're definitely, you might not even have ever heard of one of them. One of them, John Johnson for the Rams. I know you know. Um, um, One of the, him and Taylor Rapp have been locking things down, and that was a thing, coming in with the Rams. Um, Defensively, we said Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but they're so top heavy. Like maybe that that defense could suck. They've quietly been one of the better defenses in football this season in large part because of John Johnson and Taylor Rapp in the safety. And I think what John Johnson's doing down there in coverage is going unnoticed. And also Darius Williams, by the way, another very underrated corner. If you like underrated corners, that's my, my game currently. Um, But I love what John Johnson's doing and a guy that you may have heard of. I'm sure you've heard of him, but probably don't know much about him. Um, Kansas city chiefs, Safety, Daniel Sorensen gets my vote. Um, Dirty Dan, as they call him in KC. Um, 61 tackles, two forced fumbles, three passes defended. Um, I believe three inter I think I have two interceptions written here, but I have eighth in the league. But if he was eighth in the league, then he would have three interceptions. So I, either two or three interceptions. I, I, I wrote one thing wrong here, and a touchdown for Dirty Dan. And what I like about Dirty Dan, he's a closer. Like all oh, yeah. of his interceptions that he has this se- that he has this season are like games that are coming down to the wire, like and that's the pick that seals this game for Kansas City or that is the turning point in the fourth quarter that allows Patrick Mahomes to go get that last game winning drive. And Dirty Daniel so- Sorensen has just been so clutch this season, and the things he's been able to do, I think, just what he's been. I've this is one I don't even know. This is like one of the. Rare times you see an underrated player that it's like, I just watched this guy. And I'm like, yeah, he's a really good player because most of the, let's be honest, most of the underrated player takes aren't necessarily exactly from me. They're from other people's analysis of a player because I'm not able to watch every single game. Let's be real. Because do you really think that I'm watching all these Giants games to know that James Bradbury is a great corner? No, I see analysis of him online. From the small, but I see, I see. Oh, yeah, he's, he, that, that. was a good play by James Bradbury. And then I see people analyze him, and I look into the stats a little bit. That's what. I, this is one of the very few times that, it, from my eye test of Daniel Sorensen and the stats, and me seeing the clutch plays of Daniel Sorensen, I formulate this opinion. and I haven't heard anyone else say it. So if you're gonna hop on the Danny, the Dirty Dan Sorensen, no, I was I, here first.
0: I saw him on there. I was like, that's solid stats. But I, I knew if I was gonna select him. I was gonna have to mention that he was a mm-hmm. Caucasian male that was doing well. I wouldn't want to. I wanna yes. be last, so I sorry to say it. But <laughs> so him is and Harrison
1: Smith, Smith, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, on to honestly, if I'm listening to this podcast and you know that there's kicker, punter, and special teamer left, I'm probably clicking off. But I urge you to stay because we're
1: through this, guys. We're not giving We're not going to give a bunch of analysis for these guys. Just bear with us here.
0: All right, Young Hoku. The, yeah. the legend, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. This is, yeah. he's a funny guy. He honestly is a he's honestly is a solid. Kid. Yeah, he's nice. got it. He's, he's he's clutch. Jason Sanders, the number one fantasy kicker. Um, uh, he's good there. Chris Boswell's got a leg. Harrison Butker and Joey Sile of the Panthers that I'll have among the top field goals. Um, all longs of over fifty two. Except for Roger, no, Rodrigo Blankenship is forty-four. All the rest of them are really high. Um, and they're all solid kickers. They haven't made many mistakes, and if they did, they wouldn't be on the team anymore.
1: So you said Harrison Butker, Chris Boswell, Rodrigo Blankenship, Young Oku, Jason Sanders, and Joey Sly. Yep. Okay. So three. Sly and the beard. Yeah. We got three the same. Um, we have Young Oku, man, the myth, the legend, odd sidekick extraordinaire. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship, like you said, he's a meme, but he's unironically a very good kicker. Um, Jason Sanders has not missed a field goal yet this year, and the number one fantasy kicker. I'm gonna have Justin Tucker just because I believe he's the best kicker in football and one of the best of all time. Um, I have Tyler Bass of the Bills. Um, You know, it's just a kind of a gut thing. Like (laughs) he's been really solid this season. When you get to kickers, it's like you know they're all pretty solid. And my last one is um, Brandon McManus, uh, Denver Broncos. He's like at this point, Brandon McManus might be the Denver Broncos like MVP. <laughs> he is the offense. Like Brandon McManus is the one scoring the points in Denver. Like the, it's not touchdowns; it's Brandon McManus. That's that, that's what it comes down to for Denver. If I have to vote one kicker for MVP, it's Brandon McManus.
0: Brandon McManus is like one of the biggest legs he does. In, in the he does. game for sure. Um, Justin, <laughs> obviously. He's gonna make it for sure. There's no, there's no. He doesn't need my pity vote. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's probably one, He's the most probably the most accurate kicker of all time. That's what I, I hope he so. doesn't
1: make it because I want uh, Rodrigo Blankenship or Brandon McManus to make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, to my knowledge, they only keep one kicker and punter from each uh, conference. So I yeah. think they there, used to at least.
0: If there's, if there's gonna be a game, but like I don't think they're gonna have the kickers out there like. Playing Madden, hopefully not. I really don't <laughs> want to see like a Chris Boswell versus Joey Sly.
1: Guys, you're we, get to watch, we get to watch Graham Gano face off versus Austin Seibert in Madden today.
0: Oh, I'm so hyped for that. Uh, well, this is long snapper, and honestly, yeah, <laughs> I just like, hey, who cares? I don't even know the first name, so you might you're gonna have to give me you
1: have the you're gonna have to give me the initial.
0: I'll give you the initial. Or no,
1: maybe not. Just give me the last name or something and just give me the team. That's what I care about. All
0: right, I got J. Bobbin Moyer, but M-O-Y-E-R at the end. He's the Broncos long snapper. And he plays with one of the best kickers. That was my reasoning behind that.
1: Facts. Then we got,
0: I'm pretty sure I actually think his name is Harrison Bradley. He's the long snapper for the Packers. Don't take my, uh, my, name's, my uh, word for it there. Then Cam Cannaday for the Steelers. We all know him um, as a Steeler fans. He do. he doesn't make many mistakes. And that's that's all I want there. Facts. Hey, Brewer for the Cardinals.
1: I have um, him too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have not a lot of reasoning for him, but I mean you don't hear a lot of mistakes from their special teams there. L Rhodes for the the Colts. The Colts always have one of the best special teams. So I have I threw him on there. And then Jay Weeks for the Texans. I don't know. He was kind of funny,
1: and uh, <laughs> no reasoning to be said. Facts. <laughs> yeah, this is long snapper. Well, there's, there's not real reason. Uh, I did also have Aaron Gort for the Cardinals um, for no real reason, and Cam Candidate, because if there's no reason, I'm going to vote my favorite team's long snapper, Cam Candidate. Um, I have two guys that I only know because they were pro bowlers last year, um, Morgan Cox of Baltimore and Rick Lovato of Philadelphia. And then I have the only other two long snappers that I've ever heard of um, Nick Sundberg of Washington and Tyler Ott of the Seattle Seahawks. So I don't know why I know them, but I've heard of them, so they must be good.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm the punter. Dunny Hecker. Stud for your 22 inside 20 yards. Great guy there. Sam Sam Kosh. K-O-S-E-H.
1: It's pronounced Sam Cook. Fuck it. I don't know why it's spelled like
0: that, but. Yeah, he's the, he's the punter for the Ravens. They've there got a really solid punter core. I mean, kicking core there. Pat O'Donnell for the Bears, 20 kicks inside 20 the 20 yard line, which is nice. Um, uh, More said for the Saints. Um, so 16 inside 20. Richard Dixon of the, of the R Dixon of the, <laughs> of the Giants, the Giants punter, 21 punts inside the 20 yard line, which is second. In the league, great friend there, and then I think his name is Robbie Sanchez. Uh, he's, he's the punter for the Colts, Sanchez, and he only has 14, which is by far well, not maybe not by far the worst, but he, he's among the worst on the list I have here. But I hear I I hear oh, Pat McAfee is always saying good stuff about this guy, and I trust Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee says he's one of the most talented punters, but he's he's an unselfish guy. He doesn't always pun it. Where he can get the, the longest net average or whatever. So,
1: what I want to say it. is um, with R. Dixon, I don't, his name could be Richard Dixon, but I think you're thinking of Richard Nixon. If I have to take a guess. Okay,
0: I, yeah. I mean, it's just R. It's R. Dixon. I, that's, I, I, for some reason I thought it was R. Richard, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. that is. I mean, uh, it could be. I have no clue. But... A, a reference to Richard Nixon, the former president of the United
1: States. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Richard Nixon. But we have three the same. Johnny Hecker, who we can all agree is the best punter in the game. You saw that one game where he absolutely took over and basically yeah. won the Rams. a game with like four punts inside the 10-yard line. Like an absolute stud. Um, I also have Sam Cook for Baltimore and Thomas Morstead for the Saints. And then I'm going to have Michael Dixon for the Seattle Seahawks, Tress Way for the Washington football team, and Kevin Huber for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to give you a bunch of reasoning because they're punters and who cares. But Kevin Huber has been the punter for like 80 years. So, yeah, I, Kevin Huber.
0: I've watched the Steelers play the Bengals for years since I was five years old. And it has always been him. <laughs> um, yes. On the return specialist, Gordell Patterson. He, he's great. Um, you see him. He's I think he's tied. He's really he, if he's not tied. He's really close to being tied. I think he's tied
1: for all time. Game. Yeah, he's currently tied with eight kickoff return touchdowns mm-hmm.
0: then tony pollard who's a great running back too so got to be good return specialist ray mcleod is someone that we see this us uh, Steeler fans see him 25 yes. yard yes. Uh, kick return average which is solid there isaiah rogers of the colts has a 30 yard kick return average, which i find impressive deontay spencer former Steeler, um he he's not having the greatest gear. But we, he he's a shifty guy. He's from the CFL. He almost made the roster. I wish he would have made the roster, but yes, you learn. And then um, I look his name up. I don't know why not. Because I always panic. Um, Andre Roberts That's of it. the B- at 30, 30 yards kick average, career return
1: average there. So that was intense. <sighs> it was. It was. <laughs> um, so we, we got two that were the same um cordero patterson for the bears obviously everyone's gonna vote him and ray ray mcleod for the steelers well originally when i made my list i put ray ray mcleod on and i thought like oh, i'm so biased like ray McCloud, come on but for one watching him he's a beast he has a potential that anytime he gets the ball there's a potential that that's going to the house but um and then i went i thought it was biased but then i was like looking through social media and i've seen other people that posted their pro bowl votes and they did their return specialist and did not have Ray Ray McLeod. And everyone in the comments was clowning on him. Like, Where's Ray Ray McLeod at? And like, you want am you to watch football. Ray Ray McLeod. Okay, that gives me some validation. I'm not entirely um, biased. So I, I also have Ray Ray McLeod. who has been an absolute beast with the Steelers. And I hated it when they signed Ray Ray McLeod to the team over uh, Deion Kane because I believe Deion Kane is a really solid player. But um, now I'm happy. Go Ray Ray McLeod. He's, he's a beast. But um, those are the only two we had the same. Um, I have Jakeem Grant from the Miami Dolphins wide receiver, like five foot nine speedster been an absolute beast of a, of a return man since he entered the league. Um, Keelan Cole. And I have a lot of guys here that like the next like three, like they don't return that many punts, but they've taken them back for touchdowns this year. So I got to give them props. Um, Keelan Cole senior of the Jaguars. You saw him take like a 91 yard touchdown return touchdown the other, like two weeks ago. Um, Pharaoh Cooper of the, uh, Panthers, who isn't someone that takes them home to the touchdown, but he does return a lot. And um, Byron Pringle of the Chiefs, who has returned one for a touchdown this year. So I got Cordero Patterson, Ja'Keem Grant, Keelan Cole, Ray McLeod, Faro Cooper, Byron Pringle. I like now, it. I like the, it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Special, special teams.
0: Team. Yes. So Jordan Dangerfield, he is the passing threat, and um, he's a really solid tackler. He's a, he's a he's a great special teamer for the Steelers there. Matthew Slater, he's the best. If you, if you don't vote for yes. him, you're, you don't know much about football. You don't have much of a football like you. I'm gonna clown you for that. Um, Andrew Wingard of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, he's nice hair, and um, I don't hear my many mistakes coming from the Jaguars special teams. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Good name. Chris,
0: Chris of the uh, Ravens, another guy. He's he's obviously the top special teamer there. Chris, what? And Board B O A R D. Okay,
1: okay, never mind. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Ravens and uh, Ravens have a really good special teams. They have a good special teams coach, um, Nick Bellor of the Seattle Seahawks. And rounding off our pro my pro bowl squad is Matt Boone of the Minnesota Vikings running back, like six or whatever. He might even be a fullback. I'm not sure. Um,
1: fullback. You never hear anything.
0: Jam. Oh yeah, you're right. So you never hear anything bad about the, Se- yes. the Vikings yes. special teams. So I threw him in there. Yeah, yeah, so Henry Mondeau of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Oh, Henry Mondeau. That's
0: the most hilarious thing to see that big guy trying to run down the field. You're number
1: 99 with his big gold locks running down the field. He's, if he makes the roster,
0: he's he's going to be the Daniel McCullers. He will be. Yeah, he's he's been in the team for like eight I, years. He's so he, bad. He, he is awful. not good. He's
1: awful. But <laughs> that's a story for another day. I'm sorry, Henry Mondo. <laughs> but I had Matt Slater, who, yeah, he's the obvious choice. I had Jordan Dangerfield for Pittsburgh as well, just because I'm a homer. Biased, I guess, whatever. Uh, he's been solid. But other than that, we didn't have any the same, because I just voted for guys that, I know, that I've heard of before. Um, so I have Tyler Matikiewicz, who historically, they call him Dirty Red, He's historically gotten some of the most tackles on special teams every single season. So I'm giving him there down for Buffalo, former Pittsburgh Steeler, you know whatever biased whatever. Nick Vigil for the Chargers, um DeAndre Houston Carson for the Chicago Bears, and um Dennis Bardack for the Arizona Cardinals. So
0: Whoa! That was so exciting. That thing. rounds out.
1: That rounds out my football uh, selections for my the, the most exciting going out with a bang here on the special teamers. So
0: yeah, I like it. I I went more with like what team do I think is, has a good special yeah. teams and you know players. That's the the I, problem I, is I my... could
1: have done that, but the problem is I have no clue what teams have good. Special teams. I just don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't hear anything about these special teams. I don't hear anything about. Yeah, uh, but do you really hear
1: anything about any special teams? Like, man, this could, these people give up so many special teams touchdowns. To like, do you really ever hear that? I'm sure it
0: That's that's a fact. But um, it was a fun ride. <laughs> like, I really did enjoy this. I, I was looking forward to this, to this one. Most so this was, was interesting. You know, I was like, I was like, I can't I kind of forgot about this. And then you were like. No, we 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 we're do special teams. I was like, we can do uh, power rankings or whatever, and you're like, no, we cannot do the power rankings. Which is fair. This was a fun time.
1: I don't I, have to make my. I always counts. enjoy the ones for some. I enjoy the ones with like stats where I'm ranking players and I have like my stats written. I don't know. I enjoy like league wide runs. I always have, especially in Pro Bowl votes when I give my opinions on on what players are the best and I get to give you my my sweet underrated players, especially corners. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, this, is a, this is a good time. And if you're – listen, I'm going to get this show out as soon as I can. Because if you're up early in the morning pretending to your turkey or whatever, and there's no one else awake, and you want to follow
1: yeah. your turkey bird. you the turkey <laughs> while you got one hand in the turkey and the other hand doing something else. I don't know what else you do. But – and then, <laughs> and then the, our Pro Bowl votes in the background and, you know – and then you're sitting there, and you're like, man, who am I going to vote for, for for my last punter spot? And then you hear, uh, you're like, who the heck is my last long snapper going to be? And then you just hear me give this amazing explanation on why I believe Tyler Ott should be your final pick. Um, and you're like, you know what? I came to a revelation. Tyler Ott and I, Dennis Gardeck is my, my guy for special teams after this excellent review that we had for the for the final like 10 minutes that meant absolutely nothing mm-hmm. but
0: yeah but I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in my special team pick of Andrew Wend- I don't even remember his last name anymore bro. Wingard. I, I, yeah I mean I kind of feel bad because you are gonna have to look up these guys names and stuff but I mean once
1: I, I have the team
0: <laughs> I really thought I really thought I was gonna know these guys names because I was like when I was going through them before I never remember a guys' names on the spot. Like I I always have to write down the yeah. full names, write down like stats or something, because I know I'm going to be there, and it's going to be like, P. Campbell. And I'm like, P. Uh, uh, I'm sitting here, and it's, it's going to be like, awkward as a listener, do you hear me like, Think about someone's name for like three seconds before I realize it's
1: Paris Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I made sure with the special teams, I literally just pick them because I know their name and my thought process is hey, if I know this guy's name, he's probably better than this guy that I've never heard of. Which is where like DeAndre, Houston, Carson and Nick Vigil come into play. Where it's like, I don't know why I know them. Maybe it's just from playing Madden, but <laughs> like old day Madden franchise mode where they were like the starting bronze guys that went on my bench but it's <laughs> something i've heard of them before so they did something right but yeah
0: yeah <laughs> That's- so this was, this was a good time i missed mean, this is,
1: um it was i'll, I'll have this, is like have this out here i'll have this out on the instagram at some point but like the the thing is like i know how i'm doing i have mine done for the instant like i have my my like dem or whatever graphics made right yeah. But the problem is, there's so many positions. It's like I'm gonna have to make like six different posts for this. Like I don't know how uh, the, wait, the logistics of this are gonna work. I'm thinking about this. Maybe we'll just post certain ones, but I don't. I'm thinking about this.
0: We could just post. Let's see. Um,
1: quarterback. Learned you can only do ten on Instagram.
0: Okay, well, for sure. You need quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. We could keep cut out offensive line. I don't think anyone really cares about that. Safe, strong safety, free safety, cornerback, inside, outside. And then the DN, so, so then you're missing one. Do you want to do DN yeah. or defensive tackle?
1: This is a problem. So I could go Dude. quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, the two linebackers, the two safeties, corner.
0: And then you're missing either defensive end or defensive
1: tackle. Wait wait, 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 let me redo. Let me redo this. There was that quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver. There's four. There are four you need. You can cut out offensive line, defensive end, defensive tackle, inside, outside linebacker. And yeah, so you're get, we would have to be missing a position there, and that's like. Yeah. full-fledged position yeah like an
0: actual position that people will want to see about like it's not like we're gonna cut out yeah, like, or...
1: like kickers or something like whatever so my thought yeah. was that like what i was it's like we could then if without cutting out a position we're gonna we would have to do four yeah like my offense my defense your offense your defense and then if we do that you, we might as well just do all of the positions for it
0: yeah you're right um besides like we're
1: I'll, I'll do defense, and it would be end tackle, linebackers, um, safeties, corner. And then I have three extra spots, and maybe I'll just do, like, kicker, punter, and return specialist or something with the defense.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I thought about this a little bit before, and I kind of thought you were just going to do it like, our, like we did at our – after we finished all of our rankings, you just did like f- our first team all NFL or whatever, and then you did like all team like that. And I thought you just do like, like six posts like that or something. But since you already made yours, and that's kind of you're not gonna, I'm not gonna make I was do thinking
1: that. about like something like that. But then like we didn't order them for one.
0: Oh yeah, at least
1: I didn't order mine, and uh, that's just like a whole nother thing. And like six different posts just seems kind of excessive.
0: Six different, like, you could do six, six different slides.
1: Oh just, yeah, I guess that can make sense. But we would have to do twelve because there'd have to be like i that would just be two posts with six slides.
0: Yeah, oh, no, yeah. but
1: then we'd have to do offense and defense.
0: Oh, okay. This is a rough. This is a this is a hard situation. But this is why I edit the video podcast and post it to Instagram for the most part. I haven't done my part on in the Instagram lately, posting the news.
1: I, I don't apologize. know a single thing about video editing or sound <laughs> editing, so I, <laughs> I'm happy to do the Instagram one where I got I got my phone on me at all times.
0: <laughs> it's. I know, because I, I mean, I'm not very good at it, but, like, all your stuff looks clean, and that's all that matters. Like, I've never, I've always struggled with, like, mine just don't look clean. Am I not, like, you know, they my yours aren't always, like, I'm not going to complain. Yours, like, they're not always the prettiest, and they're not supposed to be, you know. They're just, like, yeah. pictures of players, like, shoved together, and I'm not, like, it doesn't matter, but, like, it doesn't look, like, you, like, you don't make any, you don't mess up. That's that like, I always just mess up and, like, do random stuff, like, have stuff out of order or whatever. Like, I'm not very exact like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't exactly know how to get the most clean looks off, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter.
0: Like, it doesn't. It's just like lists. you know. Like, yeah, it goes together nice. I I like your your graphic
1: stuff. Some of these people on Instagram are like graphic designer looking stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's, like, like, that's amazing what you're able to do on, a, on with the same app that I use. <laughs> it's like, how the heck did you do that? Like, I
0: yeah, don't. I get it. I get it. Um, I just made it. I like. I, I just made a checklist because I know, like, I I know forget stuff. Thankfully, I haven't forgotten to put the intro on any of our episodes. There was the one time where I accidentally posted the same episode twice. I but do remember I that.
1: Good times, good times.
0: That was that was like the summer. That wasn't we did have school or anything. But it's a little yeah, it's a little bit easier for me. I just like have yeah, I just have a checklist and then I'll just like yeah, download and then like wake up. I'll like set an alarm for like an hour and then I'll just convert it because I like for some reason it won't accept it if it's like if it's if I can't put a video in it. And just use the sound from the video. I have to make it an MP3, and that sucks. It's not. It it used to really suck because I didn't know that there was there was applications that would do it. But I found a website that would do it. But then I'd have to upload. I'd let it download, and then have to upload it to a website. And that would take like three. It would take like six hours to upload to the website,
1: and then convert it,
0: and take another half half hour to install it. So that's why all the all the old episodes used to take like forever. It would be like noon of the next day before I got it done because it would take so long to. But now it doesn't take that long I can always get it out before like a lot of t- they're always almost always come out at like seven o'clock because I just wake up for school and then mm-hmm. I'll like, everything will be done and then I'll just like upload it to the website overnight. and then when I wake up I'll post it yeah. over which there is I
1: don't,
0: I don't think that's unreasonable <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good good stuff good stuff I' always that try is.
0: to get like at like four o'clock in the morning before but then no one ever listened to it then it, yeah like, no way, one's gonna listen like,
1: to it at 4 a.m it's not like it's not like the gap between four AM and seven AM people are like, if it's not out by then then screw right. this.
0: Well I was I was trying to get out that early because then like people going to work would be Yeah, good yeah for you. But, but to
1: be fair, most people have nine to five jobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that was always my reasoning. But now like especially with school, it's not worth it to me for like the opportunity for like one or two people that will listen to it on their way to work compared yeah. to like being able to stay awake in school for my test yeah. the next day. <laughs> and uh, but now it's easy. Like it just, I'll just like go to sleep in between each step, and then yeah. <laughs> by the time it's in the morning, then it's already ready to go. There
1: you go. Mm-hmm. That's so a this good sense.
0: I hope this episode acts the perfect segue to the most awesome Thanksgiving of Ooh. your life.
1: It's
0: not, yes. it's not That's not the weekend yet, so I'm not gonna give it to you. But it's I thought sleep. you. I
1: thought you thought it was Friday for a second. That's uh, okay. Didn't,
0: I tell by the look on your face, you are already like. You're like, like "Oh, what's, no, what's going we're-
1: on? Zero dark thirty. We're going down." But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay yeah
0: you're, you're playing some video games with the Teddy Bridgewater on. Yes.
1: They, they released new NFL skins today, but I, I'm not buying Fortnite skins because screw <laughs> that. I had old ones from a long time ago that I got. Um, and it's like the only difference that I can tell is like updated jerseys. So... <laughs> True. Most teams have the same jerseys, besides like Washington. And Lord help me if I ever decide that I want to put on a Washington jersey to play Fortnite once a month. You know I mean? Yeah. But I usually, I I usually when I would get on, rock the Travis Scott skin, or sometimes I would rock a Gigi Smith Schuster skin. But mm-hmm. today I decided I wanted to to change things up and do the man, the myth, the legend, my favorite QB, Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater, well, on the with the with the sleek Panthers unis, number five. So. Mm-hmm. I had to That's style cool. on him for a bit.
0: I always throw him, I don't. I don't play for it. I, I. don't have the capability. I got. But um, I get throw on the the Falcons and then number seven. The, the oh, Michael Victor yeah,
1: yeah, cool. I could <laughs> shoot. What does Rodrigo Blankenship wear? Because I know in college for Georgia he wore number ninety eight as a kicker. Oh and yeah. Obviously, I know that you can't wear... I want to say he wears number 12, I think. For some reason, I thought he wore number 5. I'll check it out. I have no clue. Just something in me tells me 12.
0: Rodrigo Blankenship, football place kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's check it out. I
1: I think think it's it's number (laughs)
0: 7. Rodrigo Blankenship wears number 3 for the Colts. Okay, okay. Okay. The Pro Bowl fan voting for AFC kickers.
1: Fact. He got one of my votes. Multiple, yeah. I voted, like, five times already. And he got all five of mine, so.
0: That's awesome. I love it to see it. We love it to see it. He's a huge he's character. He's the I character. saw,
1: like, he's kind of blown up on TikTok recently among the NFL community. And, like, he's got pictures, like, when he was at Georgia with, like, Quavo. And, like, all these people. <laughs> it's just, like, random pictures of, like, him and Quavo. And it's, like, the most, like, random, like, rappers and stuff that somehow Rodrigo Blankenship is with. But there's Rex Bex, so.
0: He has connected. It. He's his arms are so small. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> All the meme. I I love seeing things. It's like a picture of him, and right next to him is the. I think I mentioned this last episode, but the picture of DK Metcalf. Yeah, it's like, I refuse to believe that these two people play the same sport professionally. And I mean, that's that that's the spectrum from Rodrigo Blankenship and like Kevin Huber to DK Metcalf and who else? Aaron Donald. And then there's your Henry Mondo's and your. Big Ben <laughs> Burgers and Baker Mayfield's. <laughs> so
0: yeah, there's a there's a wide variety of people in the, of uh, body shapes in the NFL.
1: Yeah, that is accurate. Uh, the kickers versus the D linemen—it's a whole different world. But
0: that's what uh, Pat McAfee always says. He loves the NFL so much and and football so much because it doesn't matter who you are, what your body shape is, you can always find a place on a football roster.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but. There, there you have it. There's our Pro Bowl votes for the for the year, I guess, for the 2020 year. We should be back mm-hmm. with you on Friday to go over the two Thursday football games and give our predictions for the rest of the games for the week on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. And what are your yeah, predictions
0: for, for the two games?
1: Well, we got Texans and Lions is one of them. So yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to record this just so I can, wait, never mind. I won't record this because it's never – I'll just write it down on my phone. Um So, Texans and Lions, right? I'm giving this one to the Texans.
0: That's fair. I'm
1: going to say 28 to 20.
0: Hmm. I'm going to go along with my my normal trends. I think I'm going to give this to Lions.
1: As per you. How did I know?
0: In a high high scoring fashion, uh, 30 to 24.
1: Okay. And what's the other game? That's Washington, right?
0: Washington and. I thought it was Dallas. Dallas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm giving that one to Dallas. Um, I'm going to say. 25 to 16. I like. I'm also
0: going to give this to uh, Dallas in relatively low-scoring fashion, ironically enough. But I think it's going to be uh 21 to 17. Okay.
1: There you go. There, the the rec, the predictions have been officially recorded
0: on because yeah. I really think, <laughs> our, we sometimes don't say them and then. Like I, I want <laughs> you asked me what my predictions for one of the games was, and I like to the actual score.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell the secret.
0: Oh yeah, though we uh, a lot of times we'll predict them after the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes, some Sometime, only sometimes,
0: only sometimes. But we we got it today. So
1: that's thankful. only for Thursday night, by the way. Obviously, we get episodes out before all the other games. So yeah, we say yeah. it on air before the game happens. But every once in a while, sometimes for Thursday nights, yeah. you, you got to do that. But after Before Joe reveals all the rest of our, our off-air secrets. It's not
0: gonna be bad. I'm, you said we we gave our Super Bowl predictions before they were done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because they- we were talking before and we released to each other that we had the Seahawks winning. And then on the air, Joe had said something about, like, we both have the same Super Bowl winners. So, But in my brain, I was trying to, like, formulate and say, like, well, you guys already know that we have the same Super Bowl winner. But then I said, you you both know that we have the Seahawks winning. <laughs> not, not winning, but like, you both know we have the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. so I was like, oh, shoot. I, they didn't know that. And I was like, oh, man.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, that's, an, that's one of the, the fun. That's one of the most funny moments. I don't we even, like, well, this isn't a comedy thing. We have, there's a lot of, like, things to chuckle at. But there's not a lot of, like, truly things that I'm, like, looking back at. And I kind of get into a, a laugh out loud type of, of moment, you know, that, that's, that's yeah. funny, that, that was, and the, the very end of the offensive line episode that we don't want, that I don't want to no, bring up all the time. That was that bad. Was, that was bad. My list was terrible. I didn't know what I was talking about. And then I put the, the, the episode name is like top 10 offensive linemen and, and Joe goes insane. Or something
1: yeah, like that, that was a weird list. That was a really weird list.
0: I went, I went like almost solely off of PFF grades and sometimes PFF grades are not right. And I, didn't
1: even think
0: about it. Nelson cool. <laughs> is obviously the number one offensive yeah, lineman. Brandon yeah.
1: Brooks is number one.
0: Yeah, and he was like injured for the whole year. And that
1: was. <laughs> it was that. interesting. That Just, was interesting.
0: Now you I go. You have. You will always have the right to flame me over that episode, no
1: matter yes. what. <laughs> yes, yes. I've i made some a few bad decisions myself. Like I don't know why I had Anthony Harris as like the fourth best safety in the league last year.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly like. there's some that I like fully thought out. Like TJ, like, um, yeah. like Watt. Yeah. I had JJ um, J. Watt at number two on defensive ends, and I had Von Miller at number two on on ball linebackers. But that wasn't something that I like made that I just like said because I wasn't thinking about it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel you.
0: I, like, uh, I, I had like, I had, I had some pretty solid. I, I really liked the Von Miller, but of course he got injured. So you yeah, would have known if he, he would have been the second best this year or not. I think he would have, but you know, we'll never know.
1: <laughs> accurate, accurate. We will not know, but um, yeah, I've had some bad decisions there, but overall, I like my list for the most part. It will be different moving forward, though. Yeah, definitely for sure. But yeah, there you go. We've had. I, I don't... Oh my bad. What were you saying? Now go.
0: In this off season, we need to like think up some new ideas because the top ten lists we're not doing well. Like no one yeah. listened to them at all.
1: originally they were cool right like originally they were good when you got into it but then we're like down deep into it and we're doing our top 10 head coaches and then, like top ten to over it, under yeah. it. Like, we just we dug a hole so deep in that like we <laughs> we milked this top 10 list for everything we could get out of it man like oh my we went on for like three months on this top 10 list yeah it, that, it, it got kind of ridiculous <laughs>
0: Or like overrated, underrated, and then we got the tier lists. Were the tier lists were pretty good. Um, those were a different style, at least, but it was like more or less the same thing. So we we definitely. I'm my ideas. I mean, I think of an idea, I try to write it down before I forget about it.
1: But, and I liked our our prediction lists. Those were cool. That was good. Mm-hmm.
0: The bold predictions and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, those that was were dope.
0: Back. But I think we need to like spread them out. So if we're gonna do three episodes a week. We can do one top ten list, like a tier list, and then. A bold yeah. predictions list, like, so it's not all the same thing for, for, uh, for forever. Because yeah. that was no fun. I think that we can was. both. Think- <laughs> but that I mean, we've we we got forever to think about that. We still, we yeah. love a long way until there's anything.
1: Yeah, we still got and, six weeks of the season, plus playoff, Super Bowl, and we're going to have draft coverage and stuff in there, free agency yeah. news left and right. So it'll yeah. definitely be better. I think we could definitely
0: do some episodes where we predict where free agents go. I know we, last year, we, Talked about some sort of mock draft, but that would yeah, take that a lot of uh, for that. Like
1: right now, <laughs> yeah, that's something that's, you know, I'm not even thinking about a mock draft until a few weeks before the draft. But
0: I can I can tell you my one overall pick is right
1: now. Me, <laughs> Trevor, I can't as well. If he decides to even declare, he said he's not even 100 percent sure he's going to declare for the draft.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But I've Justin
1: Fields is the pick.
0: I if he's not if yeah if, he, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, it's definitely Justin Fields, especially if you're like. But if you're the Jets, I don't think Justin Fields is that much better than um, Sam Donald that I'm gonna use my first overall pick on him. So I think someone trades up to number one over to number one. Maybe Who's Jacksonville.
1: Where'd they take that one offensive lineman that I don't remember his name, but he's
0: oh, from from Iowa. That's really really good. I don't I don't even know what school he's from. I just know he's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so. I've heard about him as well. But it's it'll all be, that that is for another time for sure. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, so how long have we been have we have we made we have oh, made the two hour mark three two hour mark yes, yes, we are past the two minute mark for the first time in a long time actually, and actually we were we only got to like the hour and like thirty five minute mark actually doing <laughs> this yeah we, we've been, we like, just, that a bit. yeah, we've just been goofing for the for the last like twenty five minutes or so, but um mm-hmm. it has been a good one. I did enjoy this one more yeah, than more so than usual. I like. Like I like stuff like this, but Joe yeah, gave us his, his modified um, Friday outro. So I'll give you before we before we hop off. You will get the <laughs> modified normal intro. But I just gotta think of it for a second. So I guess well, I mean it's not like my normal intro, or outro. I'm sorry, it's very like in- interesting. <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna so we're just gonna say from us here at the Colton and Joe Show, we are wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, and we are also peace and
0: peace and thanksgiving
1: yes we're wishing you a peace and thanksgiving peace